Great news from my great friends over at Carolina Flooring Specialists. You know, they've done over 18,000 garage floors. I had breakfast the other day with, with Tim Worley and talking about what they're doing, how they're doing it, and how the industry has changed and the national people coming in. And he goes, you know, there's, there's good people who do good jobs out there. Uh, we feel like we do a better job. The 40 years of experience kind of helps that. Uh, on their on their epoxy team, their, their, their uh, installers, they've got 40 years of experience in doing this thing. Uh, they've been doing this for 25 years as a company now. On the 25th, 25th anniversary, i got some good news for you. On a minimum 400-square-foot garage, which most of them can be much more than that. In other words, I'm not going to do mechanical rooms or anything. Like that. But on a minimum 400 square feet, if you mention my name when you call Tim at 404-8158 or when he comes to give you an estimate, mention my name, and you're going to get $200 off. That's a great 25-year anniversary special. Uh, the, the fantastic lifetime warranty, uh, the totally clear of any kind of cracks, totally clear of any kind of automotive stains, really easy to clean. Those nine designer colors to choose from. They, do, they move everything in. They move everything else at no charge to, your, to, your, to you doing all that stuff. And I like the fact that they're locally owned and operated and the most experienced team on your side. Free estimates. Surprisingly affordable. Carolina Flooring Specialist, call them today, 404-8158. Tim Worley will, will get back in touch with you. He's going to uh, make an appointment to come see you and, and take care of you. And if you mention my name on any garage over 400 square feet, $200 off for that 25th year anniversary. Great stuff there. Hour two, Clemson takes down North Carolina 80-76. to 76. Tigers improved to 15-7 overall, 5-6 and six in the ACC. In fact, we haven't talked about that. That's huge. There's a big difference in five and six and four and seven. Yeah. Now, you, now you can get back to 500 in, in, in the Dome on Saturday. Well, what it really did was it, it left you room for error down the stretch, and that's a bad way to view things, but it's the reality of the situation because if you lose to North Carolina and you go to four and seven, and if they would have dumped the game to Syracuse this upcoming weekend and you're at four and eight, I think all of a sudden, over all, then. All of a sudden yeah, you have to go seven and one down the stretch to make the NCAA yeah. tournament. This quite literally changes everything. It gives you a signature win. It boosts all your metrics by double-digit spots or waiting for the net rating to come out, but Clemson jumped almost 10 spots in Ken Palm last night with this win. Quad one, true road. It, it checks all of the boxes for a legitimate NCAA tournament team. And more importantly, Mickey, I think this as a whole has larger impact than just Clemson and North Carolina. I think this puts the league in better standing to get more bids come March after it's just been an onslaught from the national media against the ACC for about three straight months. Clemson winning, Virginia winning, Virginia Tech getting a couple good wins, all of these teams getting hot at the right time. Wake Forest also needs to be mentioned. All of this is giving more of a reputation to the league that's positive after three months of negative coverage. Yeah, I'm not into the ACC thing. Uh, I know Brownell has talked about it, and I know other coaches. And, and, and part of the directive, I would think, from Jim Phillips is we need to change the narrative. You know how you change the narrative in the ACC? You go out and win games. And they've won some of those. They've done good against the head-to-head against some the SECs and the Big 12s and all that. But you, you got to do more of that. And, and to be totally honest with you, I don't care if Virginia goes to the tournament or if – Wake Forest, NC State goes to the tournament. I just think uh, the only reason that I and the only reason that I care about this, to be honest with you, is, is I just think it sets a bad and unfair precedent going forward. And I don't want Clemson to get Florida stated 
in the NCAA basketball tournament. I, I don't want this narrative being perpetuated for so long that the ACC is so bad that it ends up biting Clemson in the butt because, Mickey, I think you, you and I would both agree, and yes, there were some flaws in the resume. We all thought that 23 wins and 14 ACC wins last year with a three seed in the conference was going to get Clemson into the NCAA tournament because 95% of our lifetimes, that has been what has happened. But uh, we're setting up for an uncomfortable situation well, where Virginia might be 2022 uh, Clemson when it, when push comes to shove if the media continues to do this. Last year's out-of-conference schedule was bad. It was. This year, that's not the case. And, and again, if, if Wake Forest gets in... That's ah, good for them. I don't care, you know. So bids and leagues and all that—that's that's arguable. It's fun to argue and to, and to have discussions about that kind of stuff. I get all that. the The deal here is Clemson get in. You know, that's that's what flagship station of the uh, of the basketball program. That's what we want to see here through all that. And and so it it, it suit me. Put it this way: uh, going into Saturday with Syracuse, it suit me if Syracuse was was playing really really bad and and not playing very well, and uh, Syracuse has. They played a night because they did not play last night. Syracuse has Louisville tonight. Suit me for, for Syracuse to lose to Louisville, and, and that's a noon game on Saturday for the fans to go, ah, we stink now. I'm not going to show up in the, in the Dome. Make it a little easier on you. I don't know, maybe a little food poison. Wouldn't, wouldn't, uh, <laughs> maybe a little, you know, a little flu coming through the, through the place. No, nah, I'm just kidding. But, but on a serious note, you know, it wouldn't, wouldn't hurt you for those guys going to big, big shooting slump. I don't care if those guys make it in or not. I don't care if NC State or Wake Forest or, Virginia play well now. Matter of fact, I'd rather play Virginia. They won seven in a row now. I'd rather play them yeah. earlier in the year where they were they were struggling. So anyway, that's just a thought about that. Gamecocks won last night, sixty-eight, sixty-five. That's their twentieth win of the year. Great win for Lamont Paris. Um, the oh, bad news for South Carolina. Do you see where he's on the the list to replace Jawan Howard at Michigan? I man, I, I tried saying this on Twitter, and some Gamecock fans kind of got upset with me. I said something literally as simple along the lines of like, I don't think that if Lamont continues the success, he's there in two years. And everybody's like, what are you talking about? South Carolina basketball just isn't really a destination job, especially in the SEC world, which is exactly why what Lamont Paris is doing is so impressive is because like, we all thought that we'd seen the peak of South Carolina basketball under Frank Martin with that Final Four appearance, but what gets lost in the shuffle is that was his only NCAA tournament appearance. Like, Lamont making the tournament would be a huge success for that program and a step in the right direction. I just don't know how long they're going to be able to keep him. And also, what a break for Ray Tanner, who went through that entire extensive huge. coaching search and whiffed on a couple really big names, including Sean Miller at Xavier. Looks like that was a blessing in disguise because he looks like the biggest genius in the athletic department right now for making the call to Lamont Paris and promoting him from uh, Chattanooga. Where Paris looks great at this point is that they lost everybody, including Gigi Jackson, who's doing a really good job in the NBA right now, off of a bad team last year, and there was no reason to think they had anything going, and they've got transfers and all these seniors and super seniors and they kind of piece this thing together and and they're playing as well as anybody right now yeah i mean let's be completely honest with ourselves this is probably the ninth or tenth best roster in the sec that lamont paris has coached to second in the conference he deserves a a, a ton of credit for what he's doing and it's the way they play yeah like they're really tough defensively they've got young players like uh i think colin murray boyles really contributed last night yeah he is 16 points and nine rebounds uh true freshman local kid from columbia uh kind of one of those diamonds in the rough so uh, it's been very impressive to me what Lamont Paris has been able to do and more importantly helps Clemson's resume every step of the way everywhere. 
Uh, let me get Red up next. 654-ROAR-RED. I will tell you, you, you had more confidence going into it than I did. I wish I shared your optimism going into it, but you called it. You, you said Clemson would win last night. Yes, sir, Mickey. Um, hey, I, you touched on the um, maybe North Carolina had a letdown because of the win at Duke. Well, what about the job Brad did to get those guys ready after that tough loss? to Virginia. It's a great point. And now come back out and beat North Carolina. I mean, I know Brad gets a lot of black, but I tell you, there's not many coaches in the country that could have got those guys ready to play at the number three team in their building like Brad did last night. It's a great and point. I know he gets a lot of flack, but I tell you, that was a phenomenal job by the coaching staff. I mean, what, hands down, the players played on the court, but the coaches staff did a great job that night. And I'm all Brad. I really am because he graduates, guys. All those men become great men. Well, here's the thing. Coming off the Virginia loss, there's every reason in the world to, to be down. Things have not gone great. You lost six of your last nine. And then you get out to a 15-2 a to two lead. And, and that's exactly what they needed last yeah. night. That injection of confidence. The, a couple of big threes early. 15-2 uh, to two in the first four minutes of the game. And you can kind of see the, the swagger from that point in time. And then I thought late was just as important when it was tied at 70. Just felt like that it was um, the, the experience. You know, Gerard had been in wars. And, and PJ had been in wars. And, and, and Chase had been in wars before. They didn't panic, and and the crowd was into it last night. Not very often you get a Dean Don crowd like that, but they were they drew this team back and tied it at seventy, and Clemson won the game coming down the stretch because of that experience and because of that, that confidence that they instilled them, no doubt. Yeah, it was a great win, and I I, I just can't wait for the rest of the season. Now I I just hope a lot of people will just see how how what a great job that coaching staff did last night. Yeah. Red, you called it, buddy. Um, keep, keep calling them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good stuff. Appreciate the yep. phone call. Hey, I don't give – you talk about scoreboard, uh, uh, box score, guys. How about the screen that Jack Clark set on, on Gerard's three? Jack Clark had a lot more of an impact on winning last night than people realize, especially during that stretch in the first half where P.J. was out of the game. Yep. I mean, he just played physical. He matched the physicality and he matched the intensity of North Carolina's front court all night. And you're talking about a front court that's going to contend for a national championship with Harrison Ingram and Armando Baycott. So it was very impressive. There wasn't a player on Clemson that I thought played poorly last night. I thought everyone that got into the game played well. A big point, big big, big uh, part of what happened last night. Got some, got some quality minutes from the other guys. Dave's in Simpsonville, 654-ROAR. Good morning, Dave. How you doing? Doing great. Appreciate you letting me in. You know, I totally agree with Red. I mean, that this coaching job through the 6 of 9 losing streak, as you know, you've had to build these guys up. You've got to get them ready to come out and play. And for them to come out, because if you saw the game on ESPN last night, Carolina was floating out of the locker room like, well, we got this. We, we know we've got this. And then uh, I think somebody said, maybe it was Jay Williams said last night, Clemson punched North Carolina in the mouth, and North Carolina didn't respond. And so I thought that was tremendous. But, you know, we, we talk about this like, you know, it is historical. It is, but, Mickey, after we went 11-1, and one, who wasn't expecting Clemson 
to play like this. Right. I, I, I feel like I was – and you talk about this on the show every basketball season. You've got to expect to go up there and win. I expected to go to Cameron and win the other night, and we outplayed Duke two Saturdays ago. It should have won that ball game. We outplayed Virginia late and, and could have won the ball game. So, you know, I expect this team to, to, to go in and compete and win these kind of games. I, this 6 of 9 losing to Georgia Tech, who absolutely got throttled last night by Wake Forest. That's probably one of the more inexplicable losses. So, no, I'm with, I'm with you as you champion this year in and year out. The expectation is to be in that top four in the ACC and get that first two-round bye. So I was, I was elated to win. I got tired of Reese Davis talking about the one for 60. I mean, you know, it is what it is. That's two for 60. So, you know, but I expect them to go to Syracuse. And I expect them to go fight and battle, and I expect them to walk away with a win. Yep. That's not wrong. Do you agree? I agree 100%. And sometimes I get in trouble on here because some people and some um, some textures and some callers get on me for saying, uh, you're too critical of the, of the basketball team. And I was like, well, no, that's what North Carolina fans are critical when they lose. Indiana fans forever, yeah. Kentucky fans forever, Duke fans forever. If you want to, uh, Clemson football fans are, Clemson, uh, Alabama football fans are. If you, you have to expect to win, and when you don't win, you don't say, "Well, you know, it's just tough. It's a tough league. It's a tough place to play." No, you you expect to win. You change your expectations through all that, and and, and that's going to be a huge change moving forward. I feel like, and, and this team, for this team especially. So when they're playing bad, it's okay to call them out and say they weren't playing as well. Now they are. That was a big win last night. And, and, and just the, the, the mental over, over, uh, overcoming things. Dave, I'm going to leave you with this. Ian Sheffield, who had the bad turnovers that cost him a basketball game just a few short weeks ago on the road, went in and played maybe his best game of the, of the year last night. Overcoming that. He's a warrior. Absolutely. That, that kid could have could have – his season could have turned after Cameron Indoor Stadium. And, but it didn't. Yeah. And he gets another double-double against North Carolina. He played unbelievable against the Tar Heels this year, and you get to give him an awful lot of credit for it. Well, he's an absolute warrior and, and love watching him play. Mick, thanks for letting me in. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate the phone call. There was <clears throat> you, see, you see seasons turn for teams and for individuals. Coming off of the inexplicable turnovers um, in Cameron, Shefflin's season could have gone south. And last night he rebounded, literally <laughs> and, and figuratively. But he did it again, and he came back and played one of the best games of the year. And there's been a bunch of those great games for him this year. I mean, Ian Shefflin went toe to toe with North Carolina twice, put up 16 and 11, and then 14 and 11. I can do it against anybody in the country. If you can do it against Harrison Ingram and Armando Baycott, you can do it against anybody in the country. And I, I told people last week and, and coming into this week that I thought Clemson was actually really well prepared for their first matchup against North Carolina and had North Carolina scouted really well and did a lot of fantastic things defensively. They just shot one of 18 from three. And last night, that variance kind of bounced back. Obviously, PJ played significantly better. Uh, Ian did his thing, and Joe hit his shots. But defensively, once again, if you hold North Carolina to 76 points, you think you're going to be in the game. And Clemson did enough to win defensively last night on Davis, who shot 7-22, and on Baycott, who really waned down the stretch in the second half. Great points. 
We'll take a short break. We'll come back. Phone line is 654-ROAR, 654-7627. Adams Co. Roofing text line, the same. Flooded with both. We're flooded with the, the text line as well on a, on, a, uh, on a Wednesday morning. With Facts and Children's, I'm Mickey Potter. We'd love for you to come back for more right after this. If you've been charged with a criminal offense, the legal system can be overwhelming and intimidating. You could be facing significant consequences. You need someone in your corner to help you navigate it all. Nick Lavery, Clemson's local attorney, will help you get the answers you need. Call today for your free consultation at 864-654-3680 or visit nicklaverylaw.com. You don't have to go through this alone. Nick Lavery, Clemson's local attorney, here for you. Clemson Nation, this is former national champion Ben Boyer. If you live in Anderson, Greenville, Clemson, or Malden, South Carolina, and you're looking for the best birthday suit in town, come get tailored at www.thejunkyardfitness.com. Come by and see us at our four locations in the upstate of South Carolina. Your first week is always free. Just trust me. We've all heard or said these words ourselves at various points. It's going to be great. Just trust me. We say that all the time. And that's basically what I'm saying when you hear me talk about PhD weight loss. I'm just asking you, just trust me. And now the reality is a few of y'all are thinking things like this. Will it be safe? Or, you know, perhaps more commonly, will I fail? Nope, you won't fail because they won't let you. You're not your past. Whatever diet pills or injections you did in the past failed you. Wanting to drop weight is 80% of the battle, so you're almost there. And the other 20% is having an expert on your side, a way to keep you on track. Keeping you on track is what PhD does. It's the most important thing that they do. I want you to think about this. Think about what not doing PhD will do. Multiply five pounds times five years of doing nothing. You're another 25 plus pounds overweight if you don't stop right now and call PhD. For more info, go to the website at myphdweightloss.com. Are you approaching retirement? Are you concerned about your 401k? How would you like to add 15 to 40% into your retirement account immediately? Folks, let me show you how to create an inflation-friendly, increasing income, guarantee income that you and your spouse will not outlive. All you have to do is give us a call at 1-800-440-0434 or go to mymoneyissafe.com or you can call at 864-989-0176. Looking for a job with a company that's focused on family? Glenn Raven's Anderson Plant, maker of high-quality Sunbrella products, is hiring now. As a family-run company offering competitive hourly rates to help you support your family, you'll enjoy premium benefits, including a pension program and much more. You'll qualify for a $1,500 sign-on bonus, and once you're hired, if you refer someone who gets hired, you'll get a $2,000 referral bonus, too. If you're experienced or willing to be trained, apply today at join.sumbrella.com. Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota, also known as Halt and Anderson. First Class Halt, your dealership alternative since 2011, wants to be your preferred service center. With factory-trained technicians, OEM parts, and top-of-the-line diagnostic equipment, we have one goal to keep you on the road. This is why we offer a three-year, 36,000-mile nationwide warranty, courtesy shuttle, and repeat rewards. Anderson, what are you waiting for? Come experience First Class Halt, your dealership alternative for Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota. Live and local sports talk coming to you from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. 
Baseball season's almost here, and we have you covered from now until opening day. Hitting is not about muscle. It's simple physics. Calculate the velocity V in relation to the trajectory T, in which G, gravity, of course, remains a constant. We are the roar. Welcome back. Glad to have you with us. Some great deals going on right now uh, for Valentine's Day. If you want to know what your your loved one really wants, <laughs> get her a clean home. And get her an insanely clean home. Uh, great friends over at Zero Res and ZeroResGreenville.com, 558-7300. Between now and Valentine's Day, book three rooms of carpet cleaning for just $109 plus a free hallway. Book at ZeroResGreenville.com. You want a really clean home. You want a great uh, Valentine's Day present. Skip the, the cards, the chocolates, the flowers. Get her some great-looking area rugs and great-looking carpet clean and a, a free hallway with that when you mention my name. It's ZeroResGreenville.com. $109. Bucks. Uh, Mickey at the Roar when you call 558-7300. we got a choice here, Paxson. We've got uh, 35 minutes left in this hour. Two segments. Do we still talk about North Carolina? You want to talk about anything else in this thing? We've got Super Bowl coming up. Uh, the NIL stuff, we can get into that. We can talk about uh, the um, the new the streaming uh, format that's being released by ESPN, Fox, and, and Warner Brothers. But I'll be honest with you. If it's the biggest win in Clemson basketball since 1976 on the road, uh, the highest-ranked team you've been on the road since 1976, I'd like to kind of stay on the subject of Clemson basketball right now. And moving forward. Now, one thing I, I did get on the fan base a little bit, or at least some of the fan base a little bit, going into um, last, going to yesterday's show, saying you got to change the, the narrative here, change the, the expectation level through this. Uh, you got to do this moving forward, too, because I got a few texts on here saying, well, now we just set ourselves up for heartbreak again. You got to change that attitude. Like this team. You don't know if this team is going to do that or not. So I learned a great lesson last night, Faxon. I went to we went to dinner, my wife and two my beautiful wife, beautiful kids went to dinner with my uh, beautiful cousin. She's now the uh, assistant women's golf coach at Clemson. And we were talking about uh, the the mental side of the game. And and she tells me this. This is fascinating. She says, I I there's two words. I try to get my players to never say, and that's always and never. And she said, sometimes my players will, well, I always bogey this hole or I always birdie this hole, good and bad, right? Now, you don't always do that. Like, we always lose in Chapel Hill. No, you don't always lose in Chapel Hill. We never win in Chapel Hill. You can't use always and never. This team with Girardi, with Joe Girard, with, uh, with Hall, with Shefflin, with Hunter, this team, we don't know what it's going to do coming down the stretch. You got to change that attitude, man. You can't say, well, we're just, this team's going to. No, this is a whole different team. Jack Clark's never been here before through this stretch, right? Gerard's never been here through the, before this stretch. And I, don't, I have to go back and look at what Gerard's done coming down the stretch in the future, but I mean, in the past. Remember, PJ was hurt through some of the stretch coming down the last couple of years. 
You got to change that attitude of because you see it on the text line. Well, now uh, it's going to set us up for failure later on, and we'll get upset by somebody. We're going to lay an egg in the dome on Saturday. No, and they might, but well, you can't go into it saying that. And Mickey, I feel like an underrated storyline from last night as well. And like obviously, we all know how good PJ Hall is. Is PJ Hall the best player at Clemson basketball since KJ McDaniel's? Like, is he a legitimate nominee to get his name in the rafters at some point? He's averaging yes. over he's oh, a, yes. averaging over twenty points a game. He averaged over fifteen points a game while playing through massive injuries the last two seasons. He's had his national breakout year. The team has got to a national status. They've been ranked multiple times. Are expected to make the NCAA tournament. Uh, when's the best time we've seen an individual season like this from a Clemson basketball player? I, I think P.J. Hall might have the best season. As of right now, obviously there's a long way to go in the last decade of Clemson basketball. Yeah, I, I because he stayed and because of what he's meant. Because, first of all, he's really, really good. But just not that, but what kind of representative he's been to the program and all that stuff, 100%. 100%. He's someone to build around. I've been saving this text. Not this particular text, but this style of text for a while now. 2482 asks, does this save Brad's job regardless of what happens down the stretch? And if you if you notice on my show, and we've, we've done this for football coaches, for basketball coaches, and baseball coaches as well, that I, I really avoid that because I don't like this idea that this guy has to win this game or do this to, to keep his job. This lady, she's got to do this to keep her job. Uh, there's, there's just, it's not as simple as, it's not a binary thing, right? Do this, you keep your job, do that, you don't. Because the, the question was, did last night's win secure his job no more? What happens down the stretch? No. If they go 0 and 9, it won't. If they go 9 and 0, if they had lost last night and go 9 and 0 the rest of the game, rest of the season, then then he saves his job there. So last night's win was a great win. And last night, the best part about last night's win is hopefully, well, not only that, the resume part of it, but hopefully this team has an injection of confidence and this team gets back to shooting it better and playing better. But if you – every game is not a referendum on a coach's career – Brad's at a disadvantage here because he's been here for 14 years. This was a little bit like the Jack Leggett coming down the stretch. Where it's, those last two or three Jack Leggett years were, um, what, what do they have to do to save Jack's job? Well, again, and, and I could be wrong, and maybe maybe I'd feel differently than anybody else on earth. Facts would tell me if you feel differently. I don't, I don't care about Brad's job. I don't care about Jack Leggett's job. I care about Clemson basketball and Clemson baseball and Clemson football. And I care about these kids. Like, this is their team. This is not about a coach. This is about the players on the team and the program. Bigger than any one player, bigger than any one coach. The, the key now is get this team to play. Get this team to, to make a big run in the ACC tournament. Get this team to make the NCAA tournament. Get this team to make a nice run in the NCAA tournament for this team. And if those things, if you do those things, coaches, that stuff takes care of itself. But my concern now is, like you said, you got P.J. Hall, you got one of the best players in school history. I want this for, for him and his team. Yeah. Well, too often we do this, and, and again, I go back to the, the, the legacy stuff. I, I felt bad for some of the guys through all that because it's like, well, could got to sweep this series or win two out of three to win this series to keep his job. No, how about the players? The game's about the players and the team and the program. 
Well, I think we get way too caught up. Does that make sense at all? No, I mean, I think it makes perfect sense. And, and on the same tangent, it's like, if you're not going to enjoy last night, when are you going yes. to enjoy Clemson basketball? Yes. We're, we're focused on the wrong things. Like, right. You just beat number three North Carolina. You don't need to be talking about the fact that you think the, the coach is on the hot seat. This is the, one of the best wins in the history of the program. Right. That's not exaggerating. So if you can't be happy <laughs> at one of the best wins in the history of the program and just take literally 24 hours to, to appreciate what happened last night, then there's really no hope for you well, as, in, as a sports fan. In, in, in 25 years doing this, there's been three or four guys been on the hot seat in my well, football, a couple, and, and baseball, one or two. And, and you know, mine leaves the same way coming in that and, and uh, a couple of basketball coaches. I remember the shite thing I had to go through it. And my thing, and, and everybody gets on me about it, like, you, you, it's not as simple as, well, you win this game, you're in, if you lose. No, here's what an athletic director has to decide. He or she has to decide is this coach the best person to move forward? Now, this is not easy. But but follow me on this, Faction Childers. If Graham Neff thinks that Brad Brunell is the best guy to lead his job, if he won out or he lost out, then you need to, to stand up and go, no, I'm, it'd be hard to lose out and go, I still think he's the guy. Or if he went out and say, I don't think he's the guy. Right? Like if he won out went nine in a row, one and, and 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 obviously, I mean that's that's a that's a not an not an uh, that's not going to be the uh, what's going to happen. It's not going either over nine. No, 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 but not but, only that, but, but he, that's the point. He, he wouldn't go nine and get fired that taste. But my point is, if you're a, if you're making a a personnel decision, and if you think that that man or woman is the best coach for you in the future, it's it would be hard. To, to in a st- on a losing streak to say, hey, I'm going to stand by this guy, stand by this lady. On the other side of it, if you didn't think, if you saw some kinks in there and you go, oh, man, I don't, I don't, I don't trust him, I don't like this person, and they won you know, big coming down the stretch, it'd say, you know what, we need to change. I don't like this. That'd be hard to do too because it is record-based a lot of it. But that's what should happen through all of that. And, and, and I, so I get accused of it as, oh, you're dodging, dodging the question, I'm ducking the question. Look, it's a flagship station. You know, it'd be occupational suicide to, to call for guys to be fired too often. Now, on the Tommy Bowden thing, I did. And I, and I said, give it to Dabo. Give him an interim shot at Dabo. But that was a little different situation, too. And, and uh, at that point in time, I just didn't, didn't see any way out of it. And, and that happens very rarely. Scott's in Greenville, 654 Roar. Scott, how you doing? Mickey freaking Flyler. Where you been, man? Where you been? I bought them, baby. Yeah. A little different, little different. Uh, well those uh, those winning flakes taste a little different this morning. Those losing flakes. Well, it's like I told you the other day. I don't understand why it took a month to lose them to get the mentality that they had right out of the gate. They told us before the game that they were going to flip the script, and I told you I wanted to see it. And they, they, it was the whole attitude was different. Yeah. And I don't know what. I don't know why it took to get back to to that. I guess you get in lulls or whatever, but. This team is the, has the capability of going nine and zero, and it has the capability of going three and six. Yeah. You know, it's we don't know, and I think that's what's going to determine the man's job. The tournament, Neff said, make the tournament. There's a change. That's that's what's going to happen. So I don't think he saved his job last night. He didn't hurt his chances. I don't think he saved it. The tournament is going to save it. Now, that's a huge step towards it, and we need that mentality every night. But what we do from now to the end is going to determine that. I'm going to enjoy the win for a couple of days. And, you know, my son got on me last night because you Clemson – he's a Tar Heel guy. He, you Clemson fans go crazy on Twitter. And I'm like, man, 
look what we did, dude. It's just, it's crazy. You know, you go on the road, you have that mentality, you fight that atmosphere, <laughs> about gave it away. But, Mickey, we were getting calls last night that we don't normally get. Yeah. And, you know, and a lot of those calls that we. Two, two bad ones now. Way. It went the other way, too bad, was uh, down the stretch. But but the calls, and we talked about this going into yesterday's game, the calls weren't going to be the factor if you don't let it be the factor. And last night, they didn't let it be a factor. Right. And yeah, they got some calls. Like right. you said, the getting Baycott's fourth foul. Um, the the yep. the Huge. the close turnovers, you know, uh, one way or fifty fifty balls. About they Clemson got two of those coming down the stretch. Good yep. stuff. Yeah. Yep. And so it was it was good to see played played probably most complete game you know that they played all year uh, since eleven and one. Um, and uh, looking forward to seeing what lies ahead, man. But uh, hey. Get ready, buddy. It's almost baseball season too. Back time to review on the Yankees. Well, we, we've uh, yeah, we've um, reached out to Coach Backett yesterday. We'll just get the, get him on again. Looking forward to that. Hey, one, one quick thing. We kind of glossed over this. Hold on. Your son's a Tar Heel fan. What? My man, listen. My son is a Clemson graduate. But okay, a Tar Heel fan or pulling for the Tar Heels. I love good basketball, and. I was a big Michael Jordan fan, and so I had all you know, Sports Illustrated and things like that. I followed him, winning the national title. I was just a big, big basketball fan. Well, my son, when he was little, he got into my stash and saw a bunch of that, those collectible things with the Tar Heels on it, so he started following them, and he's just grown into being a Tar Heel fan. So went to Clemson, graduated Clemson, but he loves Tar Heel basketball. So, so uh, who does you know, he pull for when North Carolina plays and Clemson in football? Uh, he's a Clemson guy. He's only Tar Heels in basketball. All right, Scott. <clears throat> we got to have a talk. I buddy. know, man. I, hey. Have you done your will lately? Have you done your will lately? I have. Okay. I have. All right. Does Scott's he, such a great and, uh, guy, too. Does he know he's out of the will? It, well, it, he's not out of the will, but his portion's pretty small. Okay. You know? <laughs> it's, uh, no, he's got to make that change. But that's one part of parenting. You know, we all have failures and we all make mistakes, and that's one part that I just couldn't guide in the right direction for some reason. He didn't listen to Pops on that one. The shame on the family, the shame. Yeah, but you got to, you got to. When I was growing up, man, we it, it was dismal. Doesn't matter. Basketball. Doesn't matter. Doesn't know, matter. But uh, I know. But it uh, it did rub off very well. So have, anyway, hey, have him call the show, please. I need to talk. No, I'd to love him. for him too. Yeah, I need to talk. You got to it, buddy. Him. See you, right, man. Buddy. Thank you, man. You can't do that. No. <clears throat> From a fan standpoint. There's nothing more shameful. You just, that's that's against the rules. You can't do it. Short break. Uh, Zeke, Dave, hang on. I'm coming to you. Uh, short break. I do want to tell you about the Patterson Tax Service, P-A-T-T-X.com, Pattax.com, 864-859-8289. The Patterson Tax Service do your taxes for you right now. Um, look, there's some big dates coming up. Right now, the dates of January 9th, or 29th have come and gone, so they're filing taxes right now. Next big date, corporate date taxes, by, uh, March the 15th, April 15th for the individual taxes. Um, you got to make your SEP IRA contributions by a certain date as well, and uh, the Patterson's Tax Service knows that, that some people out there still might have some, some things like you might need an extension. You might file an early extension because you know you're going to be late on some stuff. You might be um, out of the country. Your, your business might be going through some things that you might not be able to handle, and, and uh, maybe you got, I don't know, you're having a baby and you got a small business and around that time you might need to file extensions early uh, to get an extension uh, past that April 15th or, or March 15th deadline. Well, they can do that for you as well. 
it's just another example of the, all the great services, all of the uh, tracking services they do, all your bookkeeping, payroll, accounting stuff they can do for you. So Patterson's Tax Service, P-A-T-T-X.com, Patex.com, 864-859-8289. Zeke and Dave, hang on. I promise I'm coming straight to you right after the break. Clemson softball's ready to hit the field for the 2024 season, and the Roar has you covered for their first tournament of the year. We'll have three games live on the Roar, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday morning. Every broadcast will be available as well on ClemsonTigers.com. As we await the Tigers' debut in McWherter Stadium this spring, be sure to catch the debut of the 2024 Clemson softball team right here on the Roar, where every day is game day. Thank you for voting Tiger Express Wash as the best of the best car wash in 2023. Use your unlimited fast pass in Clemson, Easley, or Pendleton. Tiger Express Wash, proudly serving the upstate with more locations, same quality care. The big game is Sunday, and Nick and Mike Bar and Grill is your headquarters in the Clemson area. Enjoy great football, food and drink specials, 10% off their award-winning wings, and beer specials all for the big game between San Fran and KC. Nick and Mike in the West Western Clemson invite you to join them Sunday from the early afternoon through the postgame for the biggest game of the year. Come one, come all from Seneca, Anderson, Six Mile, Pendleton, and Clemson. Nick and Mike Bar and Grill in Clemson's Best Western Hotel. Hey guys, did you go up a pant size over this winter? Shed that weight with semiglutide from Low Country Mail. It reduces cravings, lowers A1C, and lets you lose weight with no strict diets or exercise. All plans include primary care, labs, medication, and more. No long-term contracts, just straightforward pricing. Proven results make men men again. Lowcountrymail.com There's a very special day coming up on the 14th of this month, and there's no reason to worry about where to shop or what to buy. The answer is simple. Visit my friend Wally Odom and his team at Reed's Jewelers in the Haywood Mall next to Bell's. You'll be delighted with a gift from Reed's for her for Valentine's Day. Perhaps a nice pair of earrings, maybe a charm, a bracelet, or a necklace. Imagine how she'll feel with a Reed's diamond for Valentine's Day. I shop there as do thousands of Roar listeners. What are you waiting for? While you're in Reed's, select an Omega, Breitling, Tudor, or Tag watch for yourself. It won't cost your arm and a leg, I promise. Reed's also has the payment option that is right for you. She's worth it, and what you'll save at Reed's Jewelers is worth it. Visit the all-new Reed's Jewelers in the Haywood Mall and tell them I sent you there. They'll be the best prices and best selection on jewelry. Reed's Jewelers are online at reeds.com. I'm a donut nut, I'm a donut nut, I'm a nut for Krispy Kreme. I'm Glenn Reese with Krispy Kreme Donuts in Anderson and Spartanburg. We're open seven days a week. Pick up some delicious donuts and a cup of coffee. We'll help you raise money for your club, church, or group of worthy cause. Sell Krispy Kreme Donuts. Call Spartanburg and Anderson Krispy Kremes. I'm a donut nut, I'm a donut nut, I'm a nut for Krispy Kremes. Wake up. Breakfast. And nature-made vitamins. Whatever your morning sounds like, Nature Made fits right in. Whether you're looking for vitamin C or a multivitamin to get key nutrients, we've got you covered. Now that's a good morning. We take care of you so you can take on your day. Start your day with Nature Made, the number one pharmacist recommended vitamin and supplement brand. 
based on a survey of pharmacists who recommend branded vitamins and supplements. So what exactly are the net rankings? I have no idea! Tune in every day until March as we try to figure it out. The Roar, where every day is game day. Harbin Lumber, remember the number, 353-5053. It is spring right around the corner, buddy. Uh, thanks to Punxsutawney Field. Get your on your new deck, get your refurbished deck, a new screened-in porch. You know, make your deck maybe a screened-in porch. Add a Florida room. Add a, or, or turn your screened-in porch to a Florida room. That's one of the things we want to do is like, if right now I've got a screened-in porch and a deck. Well, if I added a little Florida room back there, I could do all three, right? Mm, you know, Harbin Lumber, if I did it, that's what I'd go to. HarbinLumber.com. Harbin Lumber. Remember the number 353 Love Harbin Lumber. Love what they do. Uh, check them out online. HarbinLumber.com. Since 1917, has been helping people make dreams at Harbin Lumber. Breaking news in college basketball facts and children's. Yeah, Clemson Tigers up to number 31 in the net, jumping six spots after last night's win. Uh, has boosted really all of their metrics on Ken Palm, all the different sites. And then obviously the ever so important net ranking. Jumping six spots this late in the season is pretty big, but that just makes the Syracuse game on Saturday that much bigger, Mickey. Still a lot to look forward to down the stretch for the Tigers. Still a lot of basketball left to be played. Do we know South Carolina's net? I can get on that right now if right. you give me two seconds. That sounds good. Let me get Dave and Woodruff and then Zeke. Dave, thanks for hanging on. How you doing? Hey, man. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, I've just got one word after last night, and uh, that word is proud. I am so proud to be a Clemson fan. Man, uh, I can't remember. I mean, I'm 60 this year, and uh, I don't know that I felt this way about all the anticipation before every game since uh, the same feeling I had like when Tree Rollins played, man. I'm just, uh, we should all, as Clemson fans, if we're really true Clemson fans, be proud of all of these players right now and their coach and what they did last night. I mean, my gosh, you beat North Carolina on her home court yeah. two times. Ever. How can you not be happy and enjoy the moment? We can talk about all this other crap later on down the line. But right now, be thankful for these players and thankful for that coach and the job they did last night. Proud. Uh, great point, Dave. They beat the number three team in the country last night. That's you know, the, the, the second win on that, I don't care about that. They beat number three in the country last night. They, this team did themselves very, very proud. And you're old enough to remember the long, the, the best uh, or the highest-ranked win on the road since they beat Maryland in 1976, old Cole Philhouse back in 1976 with Tree Rollins and Stan Rome with those guys. So a, a massive win last night on the road. Very good point. Absolutely. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate the phone call. Six five four roar. Zeke is up next. Oh, 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 four, hold on, Zeke. Here. South Carolina. South Carolina dropped in the net after beating Ole Miss from thirty nine to forty one. That's something's wrong with that. That's wrong. Uh, Zeke, thanks for hanging on, man. How you doing? Well, congratulations on the win, Mickey. Well, thank you, sir. Big big win for the Tigers last night. Well, it was, and you know what? If you're if you're old as you and I are, you can see this game coming from a mile away. I mean, you really could. Clemson is. I, mean, I try telling people. This is a really good team. Okay, have not played well, but that doesn't take away that they're a really good team with really good players. Uh, and it's a team that came into Chapel Hill knowing that is a quad one chance, maybe their last quad one chance right there. Wanting that win, needing that win, willing to fight for that win. And then on the other side, you got a bunch of guys out to two or three in the morning uh, on Saturday night 
that don't show up for the team meal, get disciplined, show up late for shoot-arounds, thinking they could win. They showed up to a gunfight with a pocket knife, and they got smacked right in the freaking mouth of their home court. And uh, you get down 15-2, to two, you exhaust so much energy. Chances of winning that game are really, really slim. And that's what they found out. And I was uh, – uh, it didn't surprise me, Mickey, at the effort, because I've seen this long enough, hangover Duke games. And I hated this game because of the schedule. And you look at schedules in football and basketball, and you go, I don't like this one. I didn't like it. I didn't like Clemson losing to Virginia, knowing they really needed this win. And I didn't like in between Duke and going to Miami. Uh, and uh, Clemson deserved that win. Uh, it was a well-earned win. I'm really happy I had to hear, any, hear anybody talk about officiating today yeah. uh, from a Carolina fan. I, I like that because I hate when you get a win and officiating is bad. Uh, and it caused a discussion. And uh, I thought from our side, uh, one of the biggest keys from North Carolina, besides being terrible to start the game, playing with no energy, uh, missing free throws, missing shots, turn the ball over, was quietly Seth Trimble's absence defensively, missing that game, hurt us against Joe Girard. Um, because Ellie Cano can't guard him. It allows Joe Girard shoot right over a uh, an 18-year-old freshman. Uh, and he took advantage of that, and he should have. And I uh, thought he was excellent. Clemson just wanted that game more. Uh, the hustle plays, the loose balls, the effort, the toughness. Uh, I thought Brad Brownell wanted that game more. So it was disappointing for the North Carolina side. To, yeah, are you still in first place? You are. Top 10 to that? You are. Uh, you're still fine. But, you know, it's disappointing that you don't come out and play with intensity that you play with against Duke. Uh, on a home game against Clemson, and you didn't. And because of that, you lost to a team that, you know what, on a given night can beat you, and they did it. And uh, I had these things splitting before the season started. It's just funny. I didn't see one win. Both of them went on the other team's home courts. Yeah. Uh, but I did, the, you know, I thought they split. And, uh, you know, I think for if you're a Clemson fan, this is what frustrates you. Why don't you play that way every game? Right. Same yeah. thing with North Carolina. Why didn't you play against Clemson like you did against Duke? Yeah. Yeah, you don't know. Uh, uh, and that sport, you uh, don't know. I don't know why that is, but but I'll tell you what. If Clemson, I mean, their confidence early on in shooting the ball, their confidence, I mean, it's almost making like they came out with nothing to lose, laid back, loose, uh, and just let's play ball. And, uh, man, North Carolina came out hungover. And uh, I give credit to Brad Burnell. I give credit to Clemson. And uh, did that put in the tournament? Unless they have a complete meltdown. Uh, like a bad loss at Notre Dame late. As long as they stay away from bad losses now, uh, that game right there was a huge, huge boost to put them right in the tournament. So if you're a Brad Brunell hater, like I know, Mickey, some Clemson fans are, uh, just remember one thing. Only one coach has won in Chapel Hill. Okay, now, you can take his first win against a crappy North Carolina team. That's fine. Brad Brunell went into North Carolina, beat the number three team in the nation, had his team respond, had his team bounce back. Uh, and if you can't be happy with that as a fan, in my opinion, Mickey, you probably really aren't a true fan of that university. Appreciate the call, Mickey. Thank you, Zeke. Appreciate the phone call as well. North Carolina now goes on the road two games. I told you this before. Shashevsky uh, coached harder on the, day after, on the game after North Carolina than he coached against North Carolina because he knew the emotional letdown of that. I didn't say it from Hubert Davids last night. Now they go to Miami. They go to Syracuse. I think they're I'm, – I'm not long-term worried about North Carolina. They do have issues now. 
North Carolina, I mean, really what it was with this Georgia Tech and Clemson losses, North Carolina went from trending towards a definitive one seed to they're probably on the two line. And that's not going to kill them long term. They're going to get in the NCAA tournament, likely make the Sweet 16 Elite Eight and try and make a run in a national championship. But last night definitely was a setback, uh, as was the Georgia Tech game for their resume headed into March. Yeah, We will see. I, I still think they play the win on one line moving forward. Still got nine games left, but... They, there, there's some issues at North Carolina, and, and like every team in the country. Let's get to Bus Driver in Greenville. Good morning, Bus Driver. How you doing? Good morning, Mick. How you doing? Man, I'm fantastic. How about you guys? Oh, I've got uh, five kids, nine and under, in the car with me right now. <laughs> and uh, we went to the game went to the game in Chapel Hill, so we're going on fumes right now going to school. Okay. Let me get this right. You got five, five of your own? Three and two, uh, niece and a nephew. All right. And all five of you went to the game last night? No, just me. Okay. And, uh, all right. We, we're going on views, <laughs> and they stayed up and watched the game. All right. So, uh, but, uh, so what time did you get home? What time did you get to bed? Uh, I got in bed about one o'clock last night. How about that, man? Uh, well, and, but, uh, and you got the kids out at seven in the morning doing that. Uh, bus driver, you deserve a lot of credit this morning. Bus driver, they're big Clemson basketball fans. We knew uh, last night when we were at, at on campus, all the signs said "Beat Duke," and so the the twelve of the twelve Clemson fans that were there, we looked around and said, "I don't even know if they know where they're playing Clemson tonight," <laughs> and that's when we knew we had them. Yeah. Um. But uh, but no, we just wanted to say, "Go Tigers, girls." We love Clemson basketball. I love you guys. You guys are awesome. I hope everybody has a great day at school today, all right? Yeah. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Mary. All right. Y'all call more often. Good to, good to hear from you. The guy goes to Chapel Hill last night, gets home one in the morning, and he's up driving five kids under the age of nine to school. Guy's a legend. And yes, they, I mean, sir. How about the we love Clemson basketball from the kids in the car? <laughs> awesome call from bus driver this morning. Love it. Got to hear more from bus driver moving forward. Uh, Javante up next over in Livonia. Good morning, Javante. How you doing? Good morning, Mickey. Good morning. Just real quick, Mickey. I, I, I heard a while ago a guy called me to say about if people not uh, on the Clemson bandwagon after Brad Wynn. He's the second guy to uh, – I mean, the first guy to win two games in Chapel Hill. Okay, is that – is winning two games in Chapel Hill enough to save his job this year? If he don't make the tournament – are we going to give him a stint, or are we going to keep him just because he won two times in Chapel Hill? I'll take comments off the app. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I don't think that you, you don't make decisions, huge decisions in the program based upon one game or two games. Uh, personally, I feel differently than, than anybody else feels. I don't think you base it upon one season or two seasons. I, I think you base it upon do you think that – that person is the best person to lead your program next year and beyond. <clears throat> this is interesting. I, I want to talk about the terms. So I was listening to a national sports talk show yesterday, and they were talking about the problem with Bill Belichick. Now, now just, just stick with me on this, Faxon. The problem with Belichick is that no NFL team wanted to go into it thinking they're going to be changing the coach in 24 months again, even though they might. You know, you're all these. You're hiring 37 year old because you think he's going to be there 20 years, and they're not going to be there 20 years. But the point is, 
that they've got this plan for the future. Is Bill Belichick one of the 32 best head coaches in, in football right now? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely he is. Is he a guy that you want to build your program around for the next five years, ten years? Probably not. So that that's the point. I don't think that if Graham Neff or, or any at Ray Tanner, any athletic director, you're not going to base it upon a game. Yeah, now like – Will this game be the highlight of Clemson's season looking back on it? Potentially. But, Potentially, yeah. But there's still, more chances to in the future. Who knows? If you, you, that's a part of a 30-plus game resume, though. Like, you're evaluating the season, and then you're evaluating the entire body of work, and then you're evaluating going forward. And one win is just <laughs> the, one win and a part of that. The problem with the idea of you've got to make a tournament or not make a tournament, what happens if, if uh, everybody has food poisoning and missed miss the, the ACC tournament and you – you know, you got to get in, got to win to get in there. You know, I mean, I understand that that's that's the narrative and it's binary of of pass fail. But but I don't want to pass with a, a a seventy-one and fail with a sixty-nine and go. Oh, it's a big huge difference in there. It's not pass fail to me. the The idea is, do you think, or who do you think is the best person to lead your program in the future? That's the question. Not. Um, because this team's different than – and Brad's a little bit disadvantaged because it's year 14. Where Lamont, Lamont Paris is in year two. Like the Gamecock fans right now thinking that every year is going to be like this moving forward and it's going to get even better. Well, maybe, maybe not. And, but, but at the same time, you can't say Clemson fans are thinking, well, you know, it's going to look like the other ones. Well, maybe, maybe not because they've had, had some good years here and they have had some bad years here. So the, the question is, in moving forward, do you think that person is the best player, the best coach for your program? And that's for every program every year. Oh. And it'd be hard to fire a coach that that did something great. But if you don't think that's the best person, then then you got to fire them. And if you think that is the best person, even though they lose games and didn't have a great season, that's when you need to keep them. That's hard to do because the everything comes down to wins and losses to certain people. Texter points out that Tigers were a projected eight seed before last night's win are now on the six or the seven line is where right. the bracketology people have Clemson. And I think kind of sight is being lost to the fact that this was still a really good basketball team prior to winning the game last right. night. Like, yes, is this a monumental win, one of the biggest his- in the history of the program? Yeah, it- it's huge. Like, there's no underselling how big that was for a multitude of reasons. But this team is really good, and that's why they won. Uh, this is a team 100%. that can beat anybody in the country and play to that level. And, you know, lost to Virginia by one point and had a chance to win it, and lost to Duke by one point and had a chance to win it. it took a brutal loss uh, without Jack Clark and Alex Hemingway to Georgia Tech. Like, it, it, these things have stacked up over the course of the season with Clemson having their schedule front-loaded and injuries to rotation of players and starters with Jack Clark. Like, all of these things have stacked up, and they were still an eight seed prior to taking down the number three team in the country. Now, I think they're on the sixth line, the seven line. Whatever. It doesn't really matter. Clemson's just got to put their head down and continue to win basketball games. But the fact that we've gotten an overwhelming amount of texts and calls about job status after a, a night like last night yeah. is a little disingenuous and takes away Don't from care. the win in my eyes. I don't yeah. care. That makes yeah, you same, sound like, same here. It's I, like, I like, enjoy the win. Yeah, I like Brad Riddell, but I, To me, this is a team. I don't care about, about anybody's future. He'll be fine either way. If he coaches 20 more years and never coach again, he'll be fine. I, I want this team to win and do things to this point. I'm going to leave you this in this hour. And, and there are a few times you can say this, but I like this attitude, and this is the attitude you got to start having around here. 97.55 says, Mickey, this is T in Greenwood. You heard it here first. Clemson will win their first ACC basketball tournament this year. Go Tigers. Faxon, this team. Um, they just beat the best team in the league, and they took 
Duke on the road, who's the second best team in the league, one point. Why can they not win the ACC tournament? I will tell you this. This is one of only about 10 teams that I've ever seen. In 50 years of watching Clemson basketball, there's been about 10. Uh, some of those mid-70 teams had a chance to do it. Some of those, the, the 80 team had a chance to do it, or, or the, the talent to do it. Um, uh, Horace Grant and Dell Davis years, Eldon Campbell years, they had a chance to do it. Um, a couple of the Purnell teams had a chance to do it. And, and one of maybe of Brad's teams had a chance. So this team's got a chance to do that. And I appreciate T.N. Greenwood changing that narrative. Hour number three when you come back right after this. WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT-AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the Roar.